Hey everyone, my name is Charlie Ifra and welcome to my podcast. Today we're going to talk about GPT and ChatGPT. These are two uh, AI technologies developed by OpenAI um, that's been a lot in the media lately. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what the technology does. We'll talk about OpenAI, the company. We'll talk about the founders of OpenAI. We'll also talk about the future of this technology and then some thoughts on what it might mean to the future of jobs and the future of humanity. So if 10 years ago, you asked an AI scientist to predict what jobs are going to be replaced by AI in 10 years from now, the AI scientists predicted that the first jobs that would be uh, replaced by AI will be the blue collar jobs. And so those blue collar jobs would include warehouse and factory jobs, and they would also include jobs like truck drivers and taxi drivers, et cetera. Um, the prediction then said that the next jobs that would be replaced by AI would be jobs in the customer service area, jobs in marketing, and then salespeople. And then AI would then replace the more high skill jobs like software and hardware engineers. And finally, the prediction was that the last jobs that AI will replace are going to be the creative jobs. And those jobs would include uh, artists, illustrators, designers, musicians, and writers. Now, the interesting thing is, is it seems like this prediction is, is actually opposite of what's happening right now. And based on the tools, the AI tools that are being released today, um, tools like GPT and ChatGPT, it seems that the jobs in the creative space are going to be replaced far sooner than the other jobs that um, were outlined in the prediction. I guess a little lesson here to learn is that um, predictions are really educated guesses, uh, especially in this fast moving uh, technology. New things are happening every day, and so uh, surprises can happen. Anyways, on that note, let's talk about the technology. Let's talk about GPT and ChatGPT. So GPT is the underlying technology behind many AI applications. And uh, GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. It's an AI model, and it's trained on the whole internet, including Wikipedia and all of Google Books. So it's trained with a huge data set of text, and what it's designed to do is it's designed to complete a sentence by predicting what the next word will be. So if you show the AI a part of a sentence, it will predict based on everything that it knows what the perfect next word should be. And then the next word and the next word and so on until it can complete the whole sentence. But then it can complete a paragraph and then a whole story. Now, it turns out that while this technology seems like it's simple, uh, it can solve for a lot of problems. And as the GPT technology has been developed, um, they went from GPT to version two, which was GPT-2 and now GPT-3. And uh, GPT-3 um, is able to do things like translate between languages. It can generate like completely improvised text like poetry or um, music lyrics or rap lyrics. Um, it can even write computer code. GPT-3 has general human knowledge. Um, it also understands computer graphic programming. 
Um, so recently, uh, OpenAI, the company that develops GPT, they developed a technology called DALI. And DALI is able to transform text into an image. So you can prompt the AI to generate a photograph um, that includes whatever you want in the foreground, whatever you want happening in the background, and it'll generate an original image based on the text that you describe to it. It's really amazing technology how a simple um, AI model of predicting the next word is able to solve so many problems uh, for, for humans. So in December of 2022, OpenAI releases ChatGPT. Um, and ChatGPT is, is um, built on the GPT 3.5 technology. And it's specifically fine-tuned to generate text in a conversational style. So unlike the GPT model that is extremely knowledgeable, it can predict what the next word is, it doesn't have the conversational style that a human uh, would have uh, when it interacts with another human. And so ChatGPT uh, provides that experience. And ChatGPT can do things like answer questions. Um, so you can ask it a question and it's going to answer you as if another human is speaking with you. Um, it can summarize very complex topics into very short descriptions that are very clear to understand. Um, it does context detection. It can remember what a user said in an earlier conversation and kind of, you know, you know, pull information from a previous conversation that, that you had with it. It can admit to its mistakes, which is pretty cool. So when you speak to it, it will correct itself or admit to a mistake, just like another human uh, would do if, uh, if they were being honest. Um, and then it'll also reject inappropriate requests. So it is trained on a specific data set. So if it doesn't know the answer to something, or if it believes that it's, you're being inappropriate with it, it'll actually communicate with you and tell you that it either doesn't understand what you're asking. Uh, it will ask you to clarify it, or it'll tell you that the question you're asking is inappropriate. The ChatGPT is an extremely powerful tool, and I recommend to everybody to go to their uh, OpenAI, uh, go to the website, and just sign up for access to the tool. The tool is also designed with a very user-friendly interface, so you don't need to know how to interact with GPT or the API, uh, the public-facing API um, of GPT or GPT-3, uh, using ChatGPT, you're just using it like uh, accessing a website. So you simply go to the website, you log in, and then you have a text prompt that you could start interacting with the AI uh, without any technical knowledge. It's really amazing. I'll put a link in the description, and it's worth checking out. So let's talk about OpenAI, the company that developed GPT and ChatGPT. OpenAI was founded in December 2015. It was founded by Sam Altman, uh, Elon Musk, Reid Hoffman, Peter Thiel, uh, Amazon Web Services, Infosys, Y Combinator Research, and many other people, uh, leaders in the technology space. Um, they formed OpenAI and they all pledged um, a total of a billion dollars US to the venture. Um, they also said that they would be working with institutions openly and with other researchers, and they would be making all their patents and research open to the public. So you could see that all these leaders in AI think it's really important for 
uh, AI projects of this size um, to be as transparent as possible um, and make sure that um, all of humanity could contribute to it and um, make sure that AI works to the advantage of humans and not to our disadvantage. Um, in 2018, though, Elon Musk resigned from the board um, of OpenAI, um, and he was he cited a potential future conflict with Tesla AI development. Um, so he stepped down from the board of OpenAI, but continues to be a donor uh, to the project. In 2019, OpenAI transitioned from a non-for-profit to a capped for-profit company. Um, now, what a capped for-profit company means is that if someone invests, at least in the example of OpenAI, so if someone invests in the company and the company makes them a 200x return on their investment, they're capped to only being able to take out 100x of their investment. Now, 100x is still a huge dollar amount, but because the AI space is so, we're so early in the AI space, there is a possibility that some of these investments can produce a thousand X or 10,000 X uh, return on the investment. Now it remains, if that happens, it remains a for-profit company, but again, it's capped to hundred X. So anything above the hundred X would stay inside the company. Um, and that money can go towards further research and growing the development of the company. By the way, for those of you who don't know who Sam Altman is, I highly recommend you Google searching him or look him up on YouTube and try to find one or two interviews with him. He's uh, very inspirational. He's an excellent um, AI scientist and he's a phenomenal leader. So uh, check him out, it's worth it. So let's talk about the future of GPT and the future of this technology and where it's going. So as you could see, GPT-3 is very powerful, but there's a few things that uh, is worth noting about it. First of all, GPT-3 is not connected to the internet. Um, it only knows the data set that it was fed. Um, and that data set is only up until 2022. So if you actually ask it questions about information that happened after 2022, um, it'll actually tell you it doesn't know it, or at least today, that's how it works. Um, and then the other thing is, is that GPT-3 doesn't have long-term memory. So if you have a conversation with it and it's too far back, um, it's not going to remember that part of the conversation. And so it does have limitations. Now, obviously, like many new technologies, there are limitations, but OpenAI is working really hard and they're releasing these amazing tools. And they announced that GPT-4 is coming out soon. And GPT-4 is training on a much larger model, and I'm sure there are going to be many, many more improvements. Uh, time will tell if it'll be connected to the internet or not. We'll see what happens then. But as you can see, and as you can imagine, there are many, many more improvements that are possible uh, with this technology. So here's how I see this technology advancing and advancing alongside humanity. I remember in the early 2000s when the mobile wave was happening, this was when the iPhone was just released and there was a massive paradigm shift in technology. And uh, when Apple released the, the Apple store, the app store, and then Google released their play store, it created a whole new opportunity and it created millions of jobs that weren't predicted in the past. And these jobs were jobs like app developers, software architects, UI and UX designers, cloud providers, 
you had hardware startups with chip manufacturers just improving the chips and the speed of the chips. You had um, camera manufacturers improving their sensors and making them smaller. And what it really did was, is it not only created, you know, so, so many millions of jobs that were not really predictable in the past, it also freed up, at least for the Western world, it freed up millions and millions of hours. And this is why we're able to enjoy our technology. This is why we're able to en enjoy our downtime and watch hours and hours of Netflix every day. We're able to spend hours and hours on our social media platforms. And it's because time has freed up for us because of the technology of the mobile wave. I think, and I believe that in the future, the same is going to apply for the second quarter of this century. In the second quarter of this century, we're going to experience the AI wave. And I believe that millions of jobs are going to pop up. And this might actually happen in the billions of jobs. And hopefully it's going to bring the freedom that we have in the West to all the countries around the globe. Um, and so there will be billions of people that are going to be able to live better lives because of the AI wave. I believe there's going to be billions of people that are going to be more productive, but also, uh, more importantly, have more time for life and more time to connect with nature and more time to appreciate being human and more time to build families and to live meaningful lives. So I truly believe that if humanity takes the right approach to AI, and I, I really believe that open AI is a source of good towards this, um, this goal, um, we can truly make a difference to our future. And it could not only apply to the Western world, but it could truly apply to the whole world. Um, so I really hope that uh, my vision is the vision of everybody or the majority, and hopefully we can make that difference in the world and set the tone for AI um, through programs like OpenAI and through just a mindset of um, bringing positivity to humanity through technology and not negativity. Um, on that note, I just want to say thank you so much for listening and watching. I appreciate all your comments that you sent to me. So many people send me, um, you know, words of encouragement. So I'm going to keep on doing this. Um, but please like and subscribe, and I hope to see you next week. Bye for now.